Oh, they're closing some Kmart's. What's that? They're closing them? Uh, oh, they're yeah. closing another 46 around the country, uh, Sears and Kmart's. I only have one Kmart near me, so I hope they keep it open. Actually, there's a, a bunch of New York, but I know New York's a big state, so I have no idea if one is near you or not. It's really not a big state because all I care about is the metropolitan area. <laughs> it's, it's my tiny little world. You're like you're like Steve Martin. Anything on this shelf in this three by three inch area? <laughs> New, people from the New York City area and the suburbs are snobs. Do not consider like upstate to be part of the same thing. <sighs> Whatever. But like you know, like we, like, I like bet where that's what you think about all us all us Florida folk. Like where Honeywell lives, like where Honeywell lives, like that's not New York, please. You 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 probably don't care where Dave lives either. That's not even near New York. I'm landlocked. He's in Missouri. Missouri. Well, technically, I'm landlocked. I don't live on the water. Your state is not landlocked. Eh, eh, landlocked, landlocked. I'm the penis of America. Yeah, you are. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you live. <laughs> Dead. Oh, sorry. America's schlong. America's schlong. It's an on Cuba. Back to the bin. Anyway, so back to the bins, huh? Yeah. Huh? How about them bins? Mm. How long have we been recording? Too long, because I still got stuff to do for work and go to bed and get up early. Half half an hour. <laughs> half an hour. We've done nothing. Absolutely nothing. We'll do nothing and like it. I, I would say we've enriched our lives by spending time with good friends. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. What he said. I thought you were gonna say if only I had some friends. <laughs> Wait. Hey. Here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. The beer you pour must be something more somehow. So tonight, tonight, let it be long, bro. You know, I, <laughs> I couldn't remember what beer was. I'm like, that's not Michelob. And I'm like, no, it's not Bush Beer, because that's Head for the Mountains by Hoyt Axton. Bush. Head for the Mountains. By Hoyt, Hoyt Axton. Axton. Yes, who also wrote uh, Jeremiah's a Bullfrog. Jeremiah was a Bullfrog. That's just, well, whatever. Oh, no, that was Joy to the World, not Jeremiah was a Bullfrog. Yeah, well, that's whatever. the first words of Joy to the World. So, we're going we gonna to do, do an episode of what are we doing? I've been waiting on you. All right, so. Lightning. Oh. Lightning McQueen. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Bins. I'm Paul Spataro, and I am joined for the fourth consecutive show by Mr. J. David Weeder. I feel like I never left, even though it's been a long time. Since you rocked and rolled. Oh, <laughs> Stop dealing with my Lonely, lonely, jokes. lonely, 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 lonely time. Uh, and we are joined by Dr. Bill Robinson once again. The 
Rain Man of podcasts, host jokes, things. Definitely, definitely Rain Man. Definitely bad jokes. Fifteen minutes to Wapner. Fifteen so minutes ha- to Weeder. Having re-redisposed of the Black Spectre saga, we are now going to cover the two issues of Shanna the She-Devil that introduced the world to the Mandrill and uh, Necra. And I'm not talking about Barbara Mandrill. Hey, <laughs> I love Barbara Mandrell. And the Mandrell sisters? Sleep. Oh, yeah, Lurleane and uh, oh, Louise. I, mm. That's right. I dropped that knowledge. You are welcome. <laughs> I, may I, I, may, I may not be show. able to unremember that now. I may or may not have watched that show. I may have watched it as a wee lad and entertained people at the laundromat with Mandrell <laughs> okay. shenanigans. All right. I, just, I pictured Dave in like, like the 1920s <laughs> wearing <laughs> spats with, with like knee highs on, doing a little dance with a hat out to get money. <laughs> like Bugs Bunny going, da, 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 doing the tap dance thing. Do you remember the outfit he had on when he was singing He's the daughter of Rosie O'Grady. Do you remember the outfit? Kind of, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I'm picturing Dave in. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little Lord Flauntleroy thing. Anyway. Well, that got awkward. That got weird. I took us there. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Bill, I'm taking your gig. Eh. Gig schmig. As long as I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dog. Oh, you don't say. I'm pretty fluent, dog. Kill him. Kill him, Terrell. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? What? But they don't deserve to die. <laughs> I, I try. Well, if I must. <laughs> it's hard to obey. I I understand that reference. Turn the dog to turn the dog to toy on yourself. <laughs> what? But Bill was strong. He fought him. <laughs> <laughs> they put dog treats in our bodies those people just died horribly they did die horribly he's mad he went mad he slit their throats he blames you i know what he blames me for i like when he says he was he was late he had to kill you (laughs) (laughs) ah good old paul winfield hey we should just kick these comics to the curb and talk star trek through the wrath of Khan. I'm always uh, up we, we, we could, we could, pro- you could probably, you know, could I was just going to say you could do a whole, de- a whole podcast dedicated to the Wrath of Khan, but you really could. You could do like one of those Star Wars minute podcasts on the Wrath mm. of Khan and just bring it through Ooh, you know, uh, two, mi- two minute intervals. I think it's a new shtick on Listen to the Prophets. <laughs> Quick, a, a new, what are we, Wolverine? It's a new shtick, schnicked, schnicked. Bub, it's a new shtick, Bub. Well, I don't know if, if if people who listen to the Back to the Bins want us to do that on Listen to the Prophets. My first thought is, do they not listen to Listen to the Prophets and they want us to torture those people, or do they actually want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, a little both. A little bit both. Yeah, column A, column B. A little cross pollination. What? So the <laughs> Shanna the She Devil series ran five issues. And as far as cover dates, they went from December of 1972 to August of 1973. 
and it was the start of kind of a little female revolution with you know what with women's lib at the time i remember 1972 and 1973 uh they came out with china the she devil they came out with the cat they had night nurse and i think Year there might have the been cat. one of the oh sorry i think there might have been one of the series uh with a female protagonist none of them lasted very long oh spider woman but no, Spider-Woman no, was, that was, was about five or six years later. And that was just to capitalize before DC could get their own character out, if I remember correctly. We'll get them stealing Captain Marvel. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I know that uh, the She-Hulk was pretty much to make sure they kept that character name. Mm. It was created to, to play on the name and get the copyright. But anyways... What? You mean uh, this, she didn't naturally just get a blood transfusion from her cousin Bruce Banner and become a hulking like creature? Through a garden hose. <laughs> through a garden hose? I must have forgot that Pretty part. sure the transfusion was through a yeah. garden hose. Ew, that's yeah. not sanitary at all. Ew. Well, <laughs> nor is it, nor is it something you can use to get into your vein. <laughs> that's a pretty big hole. <laughs> I mean, <come laughs> Wait, that didn't sound right at all. Just keep, <laughs> never mind. Just move along. Move along. Nothing to see here. Alamarine. Alamarine. Calibrine! Oh, it's just not the same without Andy. I know. Uh, all, all podcasts that lack Andy. Oh, God, my daughter's home now. <laughs> in case you hear you loud yelling and gesticulating in the background. Of course, I guess you can't hear gesticulating because it's, it's a visual medium. I hope and not. I yeah, that's I'm actually kind of thankful that I can't hear that. <laughs> oh, they closed the door. Well, that was nice. They probably heard you. Yes. Yeah. Listen to Dad in there gesticulating. Well, because sometimes like they'll come home and I'll 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 mute and you guys will hear me hear me and I'll jump up and stick my head out the door like, "Will you be quiet?" <laughs> you turn into you, you Cisco ventilate. <laughs> I'm trying to podcast in here. See, I turn I turn into Hawkeye Pierce and I say, "Keep that chicken quiet." Oh God! Oh wow! Dark. Yeah, you took us. Wow, I don't think Paul's ever taken us to such a dark territory before. It was a check-in! Ah, that was, no. that was a horrible reveal. Yeah. It was, a, it was a, a very emotional episode, really, really well done, but a, just a horrible reveal. Yeah. What, do you mean horrible as in the way, or you mean just... As, as in thinking thinking about... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what actually happened. I, I thought you were saying, like, the acting. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, the acting was wonderful. Jeez, that, that was so hard to watch. That's, it's It's been, whatever it is, 30 I just years. Just, and and it still like, stays with me. Yeah, for some reason, I oh, it was like on one of those Mojo top ten mo, mo, Mojo lists, and it says the most like the ten most saddest scenes in um, TV history, and uh, I think that was like number one, or it was way up there. I'm sure I could think of a few others. I I, I mean, if you want to just talk sad. I think I actually got more choked up when Radar came in and announced Henry Blake's demise. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but killing a chicken. Or uh, was it a oh, chicken? Or Yeah, well, anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, watch the series finale of MASH. Mm. So, if only there was the a MASH devil. podcast. Well, it's going to be a while before he gets to the series <laughs> <Yeah>. finale. <laughs> Spoilers. And also, I mean, just anybody who listens to such things, I did make two recent guest appearances on the Cheers cast. So, just saying. I have one coming up this year. 
Did you record it yet or not yet? Yes, it's recorded. Not released. Yeah, my first was released and my second is coming up in about a month. So, Shen of the She-Devil. Now, if you look at the covers to the issues, it, it looks like they weren't sure, in, in, in true Marvel fashion, it looks like they weren't sure exactly what audience they were shooting for. Were they going for the superhero? Were they going for the, you know, the actual uh, adventure? Or, the, they, or they, the animal lovers. Oh, sorry. Or the, well, there's always animals on the covers of every or, one of them. Or fans of people in, in skimpy outfits that are made from leopard print. Well, that's small. Too. It's a small, you know, sub audience. Actually, I'm thinking that's the largest audience. <laughs> yeah, as Yoda laughs. Oh, Yoda agrees with your assessment. Yoda laughs at the superior intellect. <laughs> if only I Why thought does... two dimensionally, three dimensionally. Why does God need a rhino? So. Shanna the She-Devil number four has a cover date of uh, June of 1973. It's got a 20-cent price tag. That's right, 20 cents. Can you just imagine that nowadays? I'm thinking you can't. No. The cover is by John Romita Sr., and it shows Shanna atop a rampaging rhino. Not the supervillain, but an honest-to-goodness <laughs> rhino. Yeah, there, she there, is. They're on a on a city street of some sort, and she's preventing it from harming the innocent people. And her her word balloon says, "To me, my pets, this rhino must not reach the nearby crowds at any cost, even my life." Don't it's you think she's taking that rhino off by grabbing his ear? I'm thinking so, but we get it. Well, we kind of touch on that in the story a little. Yeah. Mm. And there's an inset with a somewhat off-model picture of uh, the mandrel. And it says, and don't look now, leopard lady, but here comes the man called Mandrill. Oh, you mean Cobra Commander? Oh, wait, sorry. Cobra! So I, I just, I just jumped to start right ahead. off. Just to start right off, I, I like the cover. I mean, it's John Romita Sr. How, you never go too bad with John Romita Sr. Uh, I think it's pretty well drawn. The, the rhino looks good. Uh, it's, it's action-packed. We do get this scene in the book, and we'll talk a little later about whether or not this was the right choice, though. For the cover. The title of the story is Cry Mandrill. It's plotted by Carol Suling. The script is by Steve Gerber. Pencils by Ross Andrew. Inked by everybody's friend Vince Coletta. Lettered by Gene Izzo. Colored by Petra Goldberg. And edited by Roy Thomas. <coughs> yes, you're an animal too. We join in with the action already underway. Shanna is dropping to the ground. Could you two stop it? I'm just, trying to record. They're trying to reenact the book. You're the big slow rhino, and they're the two jungle cats attacking. If you were here right now, Bill, I would jump on your back and bite your ear. <laughs> oh, would you be wearing a skimpy outfit? I might. I might. <laughs> I might put on my leopard shorts. Oh, come on. I told I'm you wonder if Paul actually owns some leopard shorts. You can be I, pretty confident I do not. He's probably I don't got know. You, you could be a good cosplayer as, as Craven. Yeah, he's probably got <laughs> some teeth I'm, I'm, on the necklace. I'm sad to say you're not the first person who's ever oh, said really? that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's better than the people who say I should go as Negan from the Headmen. Anyway, 
Shut up! <laughs> Hold on. Usually he's telling me this. Yeah. Get nice over day. here. Get over here, you. That, that too. All right. <laughs> no, I am never saying that. So, we join in with the action already underway. Shanna is dropping to the ground directly in the path of a hard-charging rhino. She's accompanied <laughs> by her two jungle cats, Inna and Beery, a leopard and a panther, although I can't tell you which one is which, uh, as far as the names go. The cats somehow distract the beast, and Shanna jumps onto its back. She rides the bucking beast for a while and is joined by her friend and possible romantic interest, Patrick, the Irishman, who is driving a jeep. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're just going to go gloss right over the whole thing where she bites the rhino's ear? I didn't get to that yet. You didn't get to it Thank yet, you. Dude. Oh, sorry, sorry. Thank you for your input, Dr. Bill. All right, all right, all right, all right. She performs a maneuver to steer the creature by biting its ear. Hmm. <laughs> who would have thought of that? Well, you know, you don't have to be a rhino for that to work. That's all I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> so she steers him into a blind alley, and Patrick follows and corners the, the beast there to hold him. And amazingly, as a cornered beast, he just hangs out instead of, like, destroying the uh, jeep. But whatever. <laughs> They're greeted by the owner of the animal, who says it escaped from some sort of zoo shipment. That's that's very careful work. I guess uh, UPS wasn't available that day. <laughs> From there, Shanna returns to her hotel, talking about a mysterious dinner party invite that she and Patrick received. We then have a shower scene as racy as the Comics Code Authority of the day would allow. And a man tries to call Shanna, but is taken away by two men, one of which is clearly evil because he's wearing a fez. Patrick comes and gets Shanna, and they travel to the dinner party. Of course, they bring her two cats with him, where they are greeted at the door. They're not greeted at the door, excuse me, and they let themselves in and meet three other guests. As they enter, their mysterious host is behind them wearing a uh, strange outfit with fur boots and a fur tunic and a black hood. Cool, Commander! He's accompanied by two female warriors, uh, and he is... uh, presenting his guests with the opportunity to overthrow three African nations to go under his rule with the dinner guests all aiding in the venture and then would get some sort of significant uh, rule in the new uh, regime. They all reject the offer and start to get ready to leave. The host orders them to stay and pulls off the mask to reveal the mandrel. I was expecting Don Knotts. That would be fitting. Don (laughs) Rods! (laughs) <laughs> the female warriors also reveal their mandrel tattoos, and Shanna goes on the attack. More warriors start towards the room, and Shanna decides her only chance is to get away and bring help back, so she defenestrates herself, followed by the two cats. She takes Patrick's jeep and in an attempt to get away and get help, and she's followed by the mandrel so- soldiers, but manages to take some pretty slick driving maneuvers and escape. She returns to her hotel where she meets up with Jakuna Singh, who's a shield agent, and his plan, his brilliant plan, is to let herself get caught by the uh, mandrel with a homing device and a bracelet. She and the cats return to the mandrel's compound and are taken out with tranquilizer darts. She awakens with some creepy dude ready to tattoo her face. She would have gotten away if she spoke Hovito. Uh, the uh, creepy dude's gonna tattoo her face with the mandrel. Wait, 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 wait. 
Yeah. Isn't he kind of sketchy? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Barumpa. I mean, his name is Professor his... Sketcher. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm wondering if that's where they came up with it. Anyway, she she uh, doesn't really want to get the mandrel tattoo on her face, and she breaks free. The mandrel unleashes a cage of real mandrels as a diversion and escapes out a window. Uh, Shanna gives chase, and he jumps over a wall right into the middle of the wild mandrels, who attack him, and she she has to rescue him because he's crying like a little girl at that point, and he's taken cap- captive by shield at that point, but is totally unrepentant as he's caught. Uh, what is it? Now I'm just got to turn to the page. He says, because uh, Shanna's father is being held captive, and she says, uh, where is he, Handel? Tell me, or... And his response is, empty threats, she-devil. He's my prisoner and will remain so until I exact my revenge. So, this one, I mean, I, I like this. I thought this was was a good read. Uh, there's a couple of points in it that I just found interesting. I made some notes. Uh, the whole ear bite thing, I don't, know, I don't know that that would work. If I found myself in a room with, room with a rhino, I don't know if I'm jumping on its back and biting its ear. What do you I think? Would, I'd want to know how I got in a room with a, a rhino, not, or a wino. Well, uh, that's your first mistake, because by the time you figure it out, you're dead. Wait, it's a jump on its <laughs> jump on its back and bite its ear, or don't. <laughs> well, it's like the people that say punch the shark in the face, or play uh, dead, avoid the shark a, to begin with, you know, or good play thing. play dead when the bear comes towards you. Yeah, that's it. It works for bugs. <laughs> <laughs> not not quite so good for Elmer though. <laughs> Elmer had it coming. Was that when he buried him on a cliff and then he pushed down on him and he fell through, or was that the coyote? Yeah, no, that was that was that was the bear. Okay, <laughs> I love it when he's sniffing him though, and ew, ew. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I, I did make mention. One of my notes was the cornered beast. I, I I don't know that that's really working. I don't know. Try it on one of the dogs. Yeah, there you okay. go. And uh, so, so then I was looking at the. Uh, and I, I, I have to admit, I was looking at the scene where she's taking a shower, right? She's in the shower. If you could turn to that page. She's I in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> the phone rings. She pulls the shower curtain back, and the shower curtain goes right to the living room. <laughs> well, she's in a hotel. Yeah. Uh-huh. I look. I have been. Don't you usually a, when you walk into the bathroom from no, the no, living no, no, no. room? Well, no. Wait a minute. Wait. I stayed in a hotel once that had a jacuzzi right next to the bed. I did not think it was the safest thing, but it had I've, a jacuzzi. I've seen, I've seen jacuzzi next to the bed. Have you ever had a uh, where you walk through a, an, a doorway opening directly into the shower? Because that's the way it's drawn. Well, this I, is in a foreign country. I can. I can. I can no prize it. That the curtain is to the bathroom as a whole. It just happens to match the uh, the curtain on the shower. I'm going to accept that as an explanation. I think it's a stupid setup just the same. Yeah. Well, the whole rhino thing was kind of unnecessary. It has nothing to do with anything in this plot. It has to do with the cover. In this plot. Yeah. It's filler. Yeah, it's filler. Mm-hmm. It's an excuse to get a scantily clad woman on top of a raging beast. Okay, uh, let's see. What else we got here? I, I, I just thought the uh, the whole plot of purposely getting captured was kind of stupid. stupid. If, any, if anything, 
wouldn't you, like, send her and have people following her? No, 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 just wear this bracelet. We'll find you eventually. You'll be all right. What if they just put a bullet in her head? <laughs> We're shield. We got this covered. And then, uh, and then I'm just thinking again, you know, this was the, the little, uh, women's lib uprising thing that they, you know, had these, these woman heroes in the cops in, in the comics, excuse me. And, uh, the scene when, when she, when she fights the, the mandrel, the, the dialogue just screams of that. She, she's escaping from the, uh, the straps that are holding her onto the, uh, the bed where they were going to tattoo her face. And he says, no, no, no woman could. Mandrill, you are wrong. Any woman can if she wants. Really? This is, you know, That's a woman's lib line. It is, but at the same time, the and this is plotted by a woman. Mm-hmm. It's dialogue by a man who... The idea that she's going to go out and, and, and subjugate herself kind of contradicts, you know, the whole women's lib thing. Mm-hmm. At, at the behest of a man. There's some conflicting messages here. I would agree. I, I, I mean, it's, it's some of it seems very, very contrived. Now, like I said, I like this stuff. I get a big kick out of this era of comics, so I, I'm, I'm willing to overlook a lot of contrivances. But I also kind of understand why this series didn't make it big. It feels unfocused. I mean, the thing is, it's it's a joy, it's fun to read, but it's 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 filler. It's it's not where you're going to go for depth, even in this era. Wait, Dave, did you say it's a joy to read? Yes. Joy to oh. the world! Damn it! <laughs> That that actually seemed very obvious. I'm surprised you walked right through the I, door on I'm that just one. Thinking about you walked right through the shower door on that. What we're doing here and, and, and keeping my professional. Uh, oh demeanor. please, <laughs> please. This is, this is me. We're talking about professionalism and me. Don't go together. Whoops. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty, Bill. Uh. I kind of want to take some of the snippets of Paul's synopsis and run like the Debbie does Dallas theme underneath it. <laughs> yeah, it was a little. You, you, you did say we were talking the other day. in there, Paul. Yeah, you when, did. We were, when we were talking the other day, you did mention that you're into film scores. I just didn't realize how much. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not quite as into him as Scott Gardner, but I, I, I can find a, a good piece of music from Pepe's Dallas. <laughs> but this isn't "Eat It and Beat It," which is also on the Two True Freaks Network. We're just a plug in away. Yeah, I am. I plug a machine. <laughs> you know, let's, when, when I was at Dario's for a barbecue, or a cookout, if you will, last week, uh, and I posted the picture, someone, someone's comment was, have you listened to the latest Eat It and Beat It? <laughs> I, guess, I guess meaning I probably shouldn't trust the food that's coming out of there. Anyway, the food was delicious, so I'll take my chances. I'm still bitter but, uh, that I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we, we were, like we were all bitter that you weren't there. Thank you. But uh, what do you guys think of this book? Like rating wise or overall? Overall, we're not ready to read it yet. Uh, you, you, that cover he had on his head. I don't think that was uh, that wouldn't have covered his face. His he looked like he had a human face. Head. He's got a human 
head underneath that, and then when he took it off, he has this huge mandrel, long, elongated face. Like well, it should in in the man, you know, when he's got it off, his head kind of comes to a point at the top. Mm-hmm. And with the mask on, you don't really see that point. Yeah, but it also falls pretty low and close on his shoulders. Like I don't think it would hide that big snout sticking out. That's my. So people at the door are like, I think something's up with this guy. He may be a monkey. <laughs> He's a giant. <laughs> okay. That's the first All thing right, that crossed my me. mind. All right, you got me there. I with you. Know, I swear this guy looks like a giant human. Yeah, yeah there's a, that's a monkey man. You're not Why are you wearing a mask? Tell me something. You got a monkey face, don't you? <laughs> You're not don't cobra. Try, don't try to hide from me. <laughs> cobra. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very pointed. Um, no, the snout See? comes out a little bit now. Maybe he was tilting his head forward. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got his chin down to his face, so he can and then like he's. Very good. Looking down. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Yeah, don't... No, I'm not leaning my face down. No, no. <laughs> I do not have a monkey face. I do not have a monkey face. <laughs> Why would you even think such a thing? Why are you talking like Cobra Commander? There you see, calm prevails. <laughs> Allow me to welcome you to my home, my refugee, my domain. God, I can't do that. I don't see how Luke Jack can keep that up. I'm not allowed to talk about Cobra because I do live in Springfield. <clears throat> This is true. <laughs> yeah. They might come and get you. Oh, they will. Wait I for was it. Man. Oh, sorry. Was a man. <laughs> well, I don't know Paul watched that. Paul, did you ever watch that? No. Mm. All right, Dave, it's you and me on the end joke this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although it does occur to me that we're making... We're talking about G.I. Joe while trying to talk about this comic. It's not very... Indicative or uh, selling us on this comic? I mean, it's, well, it's it's it's. I don't want to call it fluff. That's not quite right. But it's a uh, it's 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 entertainment. It's not necessarily deep. No, yeah, it's not. And I don't think the mandrel here is presented as threatening. Quite as much of a threatening and viable villain as he is in the next appearance in Daredevil. Mm. Yeah. I don't think I mean, Gerber had had a chance to really... Pl- I mean, he's planting seeds that, unfortunately, don't get to be grown within the book they were planted in. Yeah, because why doesn't he try to take over Shannon with his, you know, mandrel he power? He does. He does. And that's why he said no woman could. Uh, it's, yeah, but it's brief. Yeah. They, they don't really have any exposition to explain that she is that he is trying to hypnotize her or use his pheromones or whatever. Uh, they, they really don't tell you that. That's something you kind of have to surmise later on when you understand what his powers are. Because they don't really give you his power set here. Just that he's a monkey man. Just that he's a monkey... Yeah, that's really all they're giving you is that he's a monkey man with <laughs> with, with dreams of world domination. <laughs> and, and that... even, even as a business card now. <laughs> even as a monkey man, he's not... He, he doesn't even have the monkey vote. Because when... When, because when he falls into vote? the pen... When he falls into the pen of mandrels, they want to kill him. <laughs> I just hear Will Sasso doing uh, on uh, Mad TV when he was doing Arnold, and Arnold was dressed in a monkey outfit. Yeah, I'm the monkey man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The giant monkey man. Yeah, the mandrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He definitely did not seem nearly as threatening here as he did later, I, I don't think. When I heard Will Sasso, I thought you were going to go with Kenny Rogers. 
I'm Kenny Rogers. I got a monkey face. <laughs> Post plastic surgery, Kenny Rogers. Come on, little oh, mandrel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he should have left his his face the way it was. Yeah. Like many plastic surgery people. But you know, I think about it. We're we're only four issues into an ongoing series, which Shanna's kind of a. She doesn't fit into quite, you know, a superhero or adventure or, you know, any specific genre. She kind of straddles that. That's for mm-hmm. you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to keep quiet and you made me laugh. See, see, now people think I'm just, well, whatever. Anyway. And Gerber is only four issues in. I don't think he's found a way. He, he's quite found his footing with the character yet. No, so I don't think he has. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you got to judge it with the guys trying, I mean. And plus, you had a uh, co-writer, a, a plotter here. I like what he did not only with Mandrill better later, but I also like what he did with Shanna when she appeared in Daredevil's book. Oh, she was a lot more She felt forceful. more competent. Yeah, competent. That's a good one. What do you think of it, Bill? William? I was surprised. Um, there's uh, the inking's not bad <laughs> for no for a Vinnie Coletta. Vinnie oh. Coletta is not a bad anchor. No, no. Vinnie Coletta is a let Proficient. me rush through this anchor, so I'm going to erase backgrounds. That's the problem, and there are a lot of panels here which do not have backgrounds to speak of I'm not sure but they're not as critical or really that important to the story like like I would expect where she's driving through the woods like some of those shots where they're all the trees are still like drawn in that that would have been just you know there's still a lot of detail there and I was surprised that we got a lot of this detail still here see I, I found that I have more of a problem with Vinnie Coletta when I get to occasionally see what the original pencils look like compared to what's inked. And you see all the details that he erased, and I find that troublesome. Because when I don't see that, when you don't know what should have been there, it's hard to be quite as critical of it. Because it doesn't look bad. His inking generally doesn't look bad. It's just, like I said, it's occasionally lazy, or not even lazy, it's that he's rushing through it. Well, I mean, this is better than some others I I, I remember. Mm-hmm. And the rhino yeah, looks pretty good, too. I, I do think the rhino looks pretty good in most shots. There was one... I have to look for it now, but there was one that I didn't... Oh, the, the shot where... Uh, the shot where she first jumps onto his back, and they show a full body of him. He just... I don't know, he doesn't look quite right to me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The back legs look kind of awkward. Well, she did. Of course, it does have a it does have a leopard. Uh, what's called a, pan, a, a panther, panther biting leopard. his ass. <laughs> one biting his tail, one biting his ass. Ow! My ass! You have, a, you have a panther bite your ass and see if you can, yeah. if your legs don't look see, a little funny. Uh, see if you don't flail around. I'm just an innocent rhino. Get the hell off me! Oh, keep biting my ear. <laughs> this, I, I don't know what, what became of this character, Patrick, but but he's like such a stereotype. Oh, and I'm here with my Irish lash, so what are we going to do because of my Irish temper? <laughs> naturally, <laughs> heart of my heart. Not naturally. <sighs> Nat- naturally. 
Naturally. It's even spelt like that. N-A-T-C-H-U-R-L-Y. Naturally. Heart of my heart. Bagora. They might as well have, have him go after a box of Lucky Chomes. So green rhinos. Blue panthers. Patrick will go on to join the Gotham City Police Department. What? Patrick's last name is O'Hara. Oh. But his name is not O'Hara. Damn it, Paul, don't kill the joke. Let the joke <laughs> breathe, man. Bagara, I, we've only got one man we can call. Well, I, I know I a woman, but... Be, the... Like, he would go. He would become Patrick Starr and go down to SpongeBob. Yeah. No, oh, when I'm looking, I'm looking at Shanna. I bet I'm, we're all I'm looking thinking, at Shanna. <laughs> I'm thinking the character model that, that she's based on, and this is purely my own speculation. Wait, 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 wait. Raquel Welch? That's not bad. That mm. did occur to me, but I'm thinking different. Mm. Uh, and uh, Margaret. Yes. Oh, yeah, That's who I'm thinking. And Raquel Walsh is not bad at all. It could be her also, but I'm but uh, I'm landing yeah. on Anne Margaret. I see more of the Anne Margaret now. Yeah. Or when she was on the Flintstones. I was just going to say Rock. <laughs> God. Great. I'm just remembered all the guest stars on the Flintstones now. I called. Did, did you trip some sort of Rain Man trigger now? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely on the Flintstones and Margaret Stone, Stony Curtis, <laughs> Alfred Brickford. <laughs> oh, never mind. I think wasn't Gregory Peck on there, but what was his name? I don't remember. Yeah, is, there was somebody was, granite. Uh, well, it was, I'm trying to remember when when Gregory Peck was on, he didn't want to be recognized, and he went by the name Gus Schultz. What, wait a minute, was it Gregory? And his, oh, his name was, was it? actually his name was Rock Quarry. <laughs> or wait, no, was that, what's his name? Um, from High Noon. They had that too. They had, they did the High Noon thing, but that was with Bonanza. Because, you remember Fred, Fred was standing up to the, the Slattery Boys, and, uh, I think it was the Slattery Boys, and then at the last second, Gary the, Cooper. uh, That's right. I'm just like, but at the last second, the, the Bonanza gang came in to save him. In cartoon form, mm. they they had the character, and he spoke like Gregory Peck, and he, his name was Rock Quarry, and he, he didn't want to be recognized. and He went by the name Gus Schultz, but then when he wanted to be recognized, he was you know he kept insisting, and they weren't listening to him, and he was like, "I am." Oh, that's Rock right. Quarry. They're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Gus, you're starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> Not funny anymore. <laughs> of course, my favorite is. Not a guest star, but it's, uh, all right, turn around, nice and slow, see? That's the way to do it. do it. Nice and slow. Barney, that's the guy! <laughs> hey, Fred! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just went right, down so a Flintstones I, I, hole. We, yeah, yeah we we've did. gone so far down the hole that I think it's time we rate this book. So... I like the cover. I think the art on the cover is really nice. It's got a good action scene that we do get in the book. In fact, she's even holding him by his ear. Ready don't to you bite think his back's it. a little bit too big? Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not up on rhino anatomy, but it, he almost well, looks like a stegosaurus. He's leaning forward. I, I'm not up on rhino anatomy either, but it, I don't know. He looks cool to me, and he looks threatening to me. Um I don't like the mandrel inset only because it's off model. He's got this little, little 
the hair yeah. at the top doesn't look right. His face isn't elongated enough. He doesn't have a monkey what? face. Yeah, he doesn't have the monkey face. The, yeah, the hood could go over that just fine. Exactly. Yep. In, instead of having the monkey face, he just has the monkey, the, uh, the, the mandrel lines, yeah. the baboon lines. So He's got yeah, those classic mandrel lines. Oh, sorry. Doesn't doesn't you know that doesn't do it for me? But I think you know he may not have even been given the character model. He might have been told, yeah, he's you know dark skinned, dark skinned with okay. dark skinned with the with the baboon lines. You know that, that may be all he was told. Yeah, he's, so, he's, he's like a monkey. He's, he's sleeping single in a double bed. <laughs> uh, so I like the cover, but I'm not totally on it on it. So I'm going to give it a B minus. The interior art by Ross Andrew, I think, is Fairly solid. It tells the story. We have pictures of, of Shanna without clothes on. Uh, I think it's you know pretty good. I'm going to say a B on the interior art. I don't think Coletta really did damage it too much, although I would be interested in seeing the pencils and what he did cut out. Uh, the story is just out there. It's silly. It's you know plot points don't really make too much sense. Uh, it's introducing the character, but not really making him as threatening as he's going to be. So I'm going to just say a straight C on the story, and overall I'll give the book a B minus. <laughs> and Yoda finds that amusing. Read your book, I will. <laughs> <laughs> not pictures. Uh, <laughs> the cover. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking. Hmm. <laughs> I think there's something just a little off with the rhino, and I don't know. Is Shanna so pale? Like she's really pale on this cover. Like she should have a little bit more of a tan. She looks like she doesn't get out in the sun at all. But I'm not gonna slam the. I'm not gonna slam it too much for that. Uh, but yeah, the mandrel's way off too. Um, so I, I think I'm just gonna give it a mm, B minus as well. Um, the interior, uh, I like it. I like most of the interior. I think the Rhino models look good. Um, Jana looks good. My only quibble was that that mask doesn't fit, doesn't cover his head. I mean, the anatomy of the animals is good. It's not, you know, it's sometimes it's hard for people to draw animals, especially horses, which I don't think we have any horses in here. So I don't know why I said that. So I'm going to give the inside art a B plus and the story half of it seems to be filler. Um, but the other, but it does kind of move the plot along in the other portions. So eh, I'm going to give it a C. So overall C plus B minus for me. I will go, I'm going to go with the solid B with the cover. I mean, I do see some, it lacks a little bit of excitement, but, artistically it's you know it's solid the art inside i will i will stick with with the b minus could have been a little bit stronger a little bit more dynamic but it does tell the story with without too much effort and the story i'm going to give i'm going to give it a c because like bill said some of it up front was filler and it kind of for what the mandrel will become and and this is kind of unfair i'll admit it but i'm, I'm bringing it to the table this was kind of an easy defeat, but there's nothing inherently wrong with the issue. It's fun to read. It's just when you go to think about it, it doesn't hold up under scrutiny, but it's it's a nice, fun comic. It's there for entertainment. 
I would say that's that's a fair description of it. That it's it, it may not hold up to scrutiny, but if you just read it through without worrying about scrutinizing it, it's pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. So that's Shanna number four. Well, our Shanna, our Shanna the She Devil focus episode is not <laughs> over. So we're going to go Wait, right on to more. issue number Act five. <laughs> yes, and that's me, Shanna the She Devil number five. This one was surprise, surprise, the August 1973 issue. So this was a bi-monthly book. Covers once again by John Ramita. I don't need to clarify he's senior. We know who he is. The the best John Romita. I agreed. Nothing against Junior, but come on. Uh, but we have Shauna swinging in in front of the, the mandrel statue that we'll come to know, punching a, a version of Necra that doesn't quite look like Necra. It's a dark-skinned Necra. Yeah. So for an albino, that's not really quite right. Yeah, some, something's not right here. Both both these characters are off-model on the covers. Well, she's not off model. She's just colored wrong. If she if she was drawn pale skin, if her skin was the color of Shanna's on the cover, she'd look right. No, she'd still be lighter than the color of Shanna. <laughs> yeah, but that's still part of the model, Paul. But the but the actual drawing isn't off. The coloring is off as well. That's just okay. my point. Okay. What do we think of the cover? I guess I guess we just talked about what we think of the cover. Bill, do you have thoughts? I, I like the cover. I, I, I think dislike this, it. I think this is pretty pretty compelling. The, oh, the only question I, I have... Oh, sorry, go ahead. The question I have is, why is Necra kind of just like floating on air? No, man, she's a ballerina. She's standing on them toes. Yeah. She's got That's excellent body control. Like, Yeah, I just don't get that. <laughs> what, you know, what, what, what exactly is she doing there on a Well, like if that? you think about it, okay. So... Oh, she's going to be gold. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Why would I try to make a tangent cogent point? It's going to be gold. Okay, it's going to be crap. Go ahead. <laughs> no. So her power is that she, when she, with the power of hate, 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 she can harden her body, right? Well, mm-hmm. then for that reason, she could make her body rigid and stand on her toes like that. Oops. Why would you want to? Uh, to be taller? It's not really gold, now, is it? I told you. That was a little... Yeah, I'm sorry. I had too much faith in you, Bill. That won't happen again. (laughs) Do you you notice the cats are, like, knocked out at the bottom? Yeah, I I like that. I think that's a nice touch. I had not caught that. I'm sorry. Oh, the poor little kitties are sleeping. Sleepy sleepy kitty. (laughs) Especially with my cat. (laughs) Well, it's it's fitting. Because the title Mm -hmm. of the story is Where Necro Walks... Death must follow. Just just finishing on, on the cover, I like the fact that we don't have the, the cut-off top, and there's actually the hand from the mandrel statue is over to the right of the word Shanna. I just kind of like that, but okay, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'll remember that. Um, so, Where Necker Walks, Death Must Follow, written by Steve Gerber, with pencils by Ross Andrew, lettered by Gene Izzo, and colored by Linda Lessman. I don't know why I wanted to say Izzo like that, but I had to. It was compulsory. Here's I, the fun I part, boys and girls. Fitting. Your pal J. David Weeder didn't write the synopsis. Been a long week. So I'm going to wing it. I'm going to Dr. Bill it. I assure you, this will be actually much briefer than Dr. Bill's. Ahem. So Again, uh, <laughs> right here. Oh. Ahem. <laughs> 
So we open up with uh, Shanna and Patrick having an arm wrestling tournament. <laughs> oh, sorry. Thank you. No, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. Who does Embellish. know what you work for? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a jet shows up in the middle of the jungle, ticking off Shanna because that's pollution. And it turns out it's Jakuna Singh, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> Jakuna Matata. And, and if you like, you can fight him in, in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out as well. Just watch for his gym to blink. Um, so he's got a mission that he wants to take Shanna and so Shanna on, not Anne. So they go out to an aircraft carrier, although there's a little bit of a turbulence as the cats start freaking out as they're trying to land, which, I mean, anybody that's trying to drive with a cat in the car knows this is a bad plan to put him in a confined space like this. <laughs> Let's put him in a cockpit. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? Wonderful plan. Uh, but yeah, they, 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 they have their claws and their teeth, and they have access to the pilot. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a whole lot of logic. It's a happening. recipe for disaster. However, they still manage to land safely, and Shanna is briefed on a new mission that, hey, you captured the mandrel, but Charles Xavier found a new power source similar to that, except much higher. And so that's where we split to Necra. She's in front of this big mandrel statue, and she's conjuring up the power of hate. And since Shanna's the one that captured the mandrel, they're their new. She's her new target. She's the new target. And so uh, Shanna's back home, hanging out in her treehouse. When, well, the Necro shows up, and all of her people. There's a big fight, or as Andrew Mc, Andrew Layla would call it, fighting McFightenstein. Copyright 2018. Uh, Patrick is knocked out. Finally, it comes down to basically fisticuffs between Shanna and Necra. And Necra misses a blow. Shanna's able to put a chokehold on her and capture her. It's the sleeper hold. Yeah, sleeper hold. And that's basically the plot here. Not quite as eloquent as Paul's, but it does the job. Down goes Necra. Down goes Necra. And if you have problems with that, I mean, I mean if we were still here, Bill would still be synopsizing Khan. <laughs> He'd be up to page three by now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once again, the villain got defeated too easily at the end. I have a theory on that. Go ahead. I don't think she was supposed to be defeated that easily. Um, I would bet, and it may, it, well, it kind of, yeah. With this one, I think they probably found out when this is in production that the book was canceled. So there was mm. probably something after the plot or to the artist saying, hey, wrap it up and make it a done in one. So they had to curtail her. Now, if this was a book that was going to continue for, you know, uncounted issues, I think we would have seen a slightly different ending to this issue. Well, clearly they were, you know, they were bringing Mandrill back. Mm -hmm. And if you look, uh, like the, the pages where she's, uh, where Necra is presenting herself in front of the army, uh, some of the some of her positions are a little like overly dramatic, but I think the artwork is really sharp in it mm -hmm. at that point. Then if you go to the point where the battle starts between Shanna and her, the artwork is not bad, but it doesn't look as sharp. It doesn't look as detailed. Yeah, like so they had I, to redo I, it. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm thinking. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they did have to redo it. Uh, when she puts the uh, Vulcan neck pinch on her, it looks like her head is coming off of her neck. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Snap! But I think I think you may be right. I think that they may have learned that there's 
that the series was canceled while you know while in production and they may have changed the list say two or three pages yeah actually i'm thinking the list too that's where the artwork seems to take a downward turn it's kind of like when poochie left for his home planet they just kind of whipped it together yeah but uh that's another yeah, simpsons guess... reference bill um... whatever you say mr s <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what that character's name was, but uh, <laughs> right, right off the bat, the, the splash page, Shanna's cheating at arm wrestling. Oh yeah, that's that's the like that's not an official you know a sanctioned move from Sylvester Stallone. Oh, oh over the top, no way. See, and Patrick hasn't put his hat back back and you know turned it around backwards. So well, or he sideways. may have. <laughs> he may have. He can't or, really tell. No, he he'd have to turn it sideways. So then he'd look like, like Agarn. <laughs> I was yeah. just going to say, he looked like Corporal Agarn from F Troop. <laughs> but n- now, first of all, she's cheating because she's getting up out of her seat, which is not, you're not allowed to do that. That gives you leverage. Well, she's second of a, all. Uh, she's kind of hovering. Yeah, never mind. Second plus, of all, if you, if you go to leopard, page two. Plus the leopard's going to poke uh, yeah. <laughs> in the butt. Like, yeah. By the way, we'll arm wrestle. But if you start to win, my leopards are going to tear you to pieces. <laughs> Uh, on page two, the third panel, where they show the close-up of their hands, their hands are clasped as if they're holding hands. That's not how you. That's where she wrestle. did the thumb move, and she was able to flip them. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's, that's fine if you if you thumb wrestling, but it's not okay. <laughs> it doesn't work for, for that. For actually arm wrestling, you don't clasp. You don't interlock off. your fingers. And you could see when when she does defeat him, their fingers are interlocked. It's the only way I can get you to hold my hands. And Andrew really makes Shanna look captivating when you have her close-ups. Like the one where, you know, her face is intent on this arm wrestling move. I, it's She's just enchanting. And that's Anne Margaret. Again. Yeah, that very much looks like Anne Margaret. I can't unsee that now. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Jakuna Matata is much more lighter skin than he was <laughs> last issue. His name is Jombie. Mecha like a high, mecha hiney ho. Greetings, Shanna and Mr. McShane. <laughs> what? That's a terrible accent. But I don't want I to am very happy to before. have you here. I am an agent of Shield with a turban. <laughs> under the under under his pilot's helmet. That just hit me. That's another thing that just doesn't fit. <laughs> you know, the, 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 cool, the cool thing is, the cool thing is, if he takes off the turban, at the back of his head, there's another face. <laughs> he got himself a hold of the uh, philosopher's stone. There you go. Mm. All sorts of references here. But if you didn't get that one, I'd be kind of annoyed. Oh, I would be too. So would Holly. She probably divorced. Yeah, she that. did. She just owned me on that one. Now, what, what what's the whole purpose of having Professor X in here? Uh, that's got to be the chubbiest-looking Professor X I've ever seen. Yeah. I've had way too many sandwiches. Oh, sorry. Gene Gray, um, delicious chocolate eclairs, and I eat them all. <laughs> now, it, it, it's funny, though, because like, she says uh, she remembers him, that she's met him, and he says, oh, I remember you as well. Uh <laughs> But I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident that never actually happened. Oh yes, from that think... seminar on feline mutations, Chicago yeah, in 1969, wasn't no. it? In my bedroom. 
I mean, they, uh, I'm sorry. I mind wiped <laughs> you from that portion. <laughs> and then they went to the Savage Land, but it, Professor X was, air quotes, dead at that time. And even then, I don't think Shanna was there. I think that was just Kazar. I think that was before Kazar and Shanna were an item. Because right now people? she's 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 hanging out with Patrick anyway. But then then uh, they show him the the latest uh, pop culture thing, the very collectible mandrel stamp. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow, a forever that's a stamp. pretty expensive stamp too. Four two two three A two one. That was the A mean. America. Oh, see, wait a minute. Okay, the mandrel. As far as we can tell, his mutation only physical. That's his real face, not a mask. Oh. See, they haven't given you a power set yet. Mm. But clearly, they're setting him up to be the big bad, because that's why they have the mandrel idol for Necra to dance by. Why is she dancing at the beginning of it? It almost feels like uh, James Bond, Live and Let Die, Ooh. when they go to Jamaica. And she, she's very, very dramatic in her talking and her positioning. But I, I really like there's the, the first there's the big splash page which I think is pretty good, but the page the next page I think is really good. The one with her speaking to the masses about their hate. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You got to back up to the big statue, of the mandrill. All I hear is Mola Rum, Sola Rum, boom, 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 Mola Rum, Sola Rum, boom, boom, boom. Indeed. No time for love, Doctor Jones. <laughs> ah, you call him Doctor Jones. Is my professional name. See you in hell, Kali. Kali. Yeah, whatever. I'm sorry. And we walk from here. I I I just confirmed I went to Marvel Unlimited. X-Men number 10 is the issue where they first went to the Savage Land. Shanna is not there. You are correct. I don't think Shanna was even a character in Marvel Comics at that point. Possibly not. She was off panel. I'd be curious, and I'm going to look this up now. I'm curious when Shanna was first introduced into the Marvel continuity. See, Necra's a ballerina. I told you. Look at all those dances she's doing. Yes, yeah, she, the, the pictures of her clearly have her dancing around. Dancing and prancing. She's basically like Ahura. She's got a fan dance. And, oh, no, no, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> Weren't you the one defending Star Trek V, Bill? I, I know. I'm just teasing. She's naked. December I, 1972. But I just hear her dancing to... Okay, so she was introduced in this series. I yes. thought she had been introduced previously and then, you know, sprung into her own series. That's. I thought she was introduced prior to this as well. I'm a little surprised that this was, that was her first appearance was in this series. Yeah. Well, we Created all learned something. Carol Suling and George Tuska. See, I hear Necker dancing to Dancing in the Streets with Bowie and Jagger. Hate in the name of hate in the name of the mandrel. See, see how that works. That's why I'm here. That is why you're here, and it's so sad. And she tears up the straw man, literally. It's a straw man argument. It's not even argument at all. Hate, hate, hate. Look, see if you hated the way I do, you could rip apart straw. <laughs> That's uh, that might be bamboo. No, it's straw. I was, I was trying. I really went to bat for Necrid. And now so I'm hearing Dick Van Dyke sing the old bamboo from <laughs> Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. 
Oh, Shanna and lives in a treehouse. Look, look at the treehouse. It's a pretty palatial treehouse. Yeah. That's the, the treehouse uh, I would love to have had as a kid. Now, for somebody who loves animals so much, how many leopards did she kill to, <laughs> and zebras. to, make, to make outfits zebra, and... Zebra pillows and leopard outfits and leopard blankets and, like, you know... I, I bet that leopard sleeps with one eye open going, I'm going to be your next outfit if I'm not careful. <laughs> it's, I'm going to a formal, uh, a formal affair. I need black. Hmm. Hey, Panther? Where, where'd they go? Oh. Out. Panther, out. I wonder if they ever actually disposed of the two cats at some point in the storyline. Zabu. I don't believe she still goes... I don't think they're they're still with her. When she ultimately married Kazar in the series, I think it was in the early 80s, uh, she didn't have those those cats with her. I wonder if there was a storyline where where they were set free or something. Now, she teamed up with Kazar, and Kazar said... Well, let's let's let the pets go off and play. Zabu came back from himself. Kazar bent down. He talked to Zabu, and basically Zabu told him, "Oh, they just ran off on their own." I set them free. <laughs> Actually, I brought them. I brought them to a nice house in the country where they're going to be looking at, looked after. <laughs> where they were eating fava beans with the rich Chianti. So I didn't catch it on my first read, but I've just looked at it now. She's reading a book by Albert Camus, basically this... called The Stranger. Oh, okay. All right. And yeah, this deals with, with the philosophy of the absurd, which is basically trying to find the human tendency, trying to find value or meaning in life and the inability to find any. Now, do you think that's a touch by Steve Gerber or by oh, yeah. Ross Andrew or by Vinnie Coletta? Like, who do you think... Decided to put that title on the book. That Gerber. is, that's Gerber. Yeah, <laughs> that's very Howard the Duck. Mm. It's amazing. Vinny even still lettered the words. <laughs> now, in the, on that page, though, Shanna obviously changed her uh, her outfit because she's got straps going down to her butt. Oh no, she's uh, had those. Yeah, not consistently. Uh, not well, consistently, no, because they uh, they flowed a different way. They went down her side. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, true, true. Right. Oh, yeah, you know what? And earlier in this book, they're not even there at all in some scenes. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm talking about deep existential stuff, and you want to look at the straps on her? <laughs> yes. Fair enough. I'll allow it. Now I wonder what Anne Margaret would look like. Anyway. Watch uh, Carnal Knowledge. Yeah. Oh, that's the name of a movie. Yep. I thought Whoops. we were going a different direction. I typed it's Am, a, it, not Anne. It's, it's a movie with Anne Margaret in it. I'll tell you that much. Not Ham Margaret. <laughs> not Ham Margaret. Not Anne Margrock. <laughs> Anne Margaret. Oh, my Anne God. Anne Margaret, Jack Nicholson, Art Garfunkel. Oh, Candace Bergen. My. Yeah. Oh, my. Interesting cast. So she snaps Necra's head off and defeats her. So I don't think they ever make reference in the Daredevil books that we covered as to why these two villains are no longer in custody. No, they they mentioned they got out, but they don't say anything 
really deep about it. Did did they mention a? Did Patrick die? I don't think they say he did. But she, I, I know they do mention it. I can't remember the details, but they do mention that you know they got out that was violent, or implied that it was violent. So maybe maybe they killed Patrick on the way out. Oh, Bagora. Why why are you trying to kill me? I'm Irish. <laughs> Murderers, assassins. Oh, sorry. Oh, nice. It's, it's, we we already have Banshee. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> How many Irish stereotypes are we gonna have? All of them. Uh, all right. So uh, you want to rate it? Hold on. Uh, out wall. Start. Or did you have something else, Bill? I thought I put a picture in there. Oh yeah, you did. Oh, there we go. Let's see. Is that? Oh, I didn't know it was a double picture. Who's, who's, in, the, who's double. in the? Who's on the left? I don't know. I didn't realize it was a double picture. I was trying to get the one on the right. Unless that's her, even younger. That might be her. I think it may be. But you can see the model. Just, just there, for, any, for anybody listening, Bill in, put in our chat window a picture of Anne Margaret, looking quite fetching. Looking like Shannon. And, and then next to her is a picture of Anne Margaret. We think. Just looking younger and not quite the same. Yet she does look. She definitely looks like like Shanna there. I, yeah. I, that makes me feel even more like she was the character model. So, rating. Viva Las Vegas. Oh, sorry. I just, yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay, I'm not looking at the picture anymore. <laughs> until later. Um, <laughs> my book uh, cover. I'm gonna give. I'll give it a B. It's it's got something going for it, but it's you know not quite not quite the John Romita level we would come to know. The story I will give I'm gonna give it a B minus because and I don't think it was the fault of the creators, but the circumstances that it kind of came to this abrupt awkward ending because I have a feeling this would have been a two parter at least. And the art inside, Ross Andrew, this seems, with the exception of the last couple pages, the art seems on point. There's some great shots of Shanna swinging. I will actually give it a B plus. So I think that puts it right around a solid B across the board. Okay, I'm going to vary off you a little bit. Definitely on the cover I'm varying off you, because I, I really like the cover. Except for the fact that Necra is on her tiptoes for no reason. Uh, and she's colored as... Ballet. As a dark-skinned woman when she's uh, supposed to be an albino. Other than those facts, I think it's really, really compelling. I think it's eye-catching. I think it's, you know, it's it's the kind of book I would have picked up in the day. I did not because it just came out shortly before I started buying comics. But if I were collecting comics at the time this came out, I would have bought it. I'm going to give it an A-. minus. I really like this cover. Uh, the interior art, I think some of the positioning of the characters just seems to be a little off. Some of the uh, some of the pictures, like I don't like Charles Xavier's face, the way it looks. Uh, although, as I said, the pictures of Necra talking to the masses, I think are really good. Uh, Shanna in her little treehouse is pretty good. <laughs> Until we get to those last two pages, which I... You know, we're, we're surmising that they may be uh, due to the fact that they had to change the story around a little bit. Uh, I think the art is pretty solid 
for the most part, with the exception of the things I talked about. So because of the inconsistency in the book, I'm just going to give it a C plus. But I think there are points in it where it's really good. So take that for what it's worth. The story, I kind of agree with what you're saying, Dave. I think they're building up to something bigger here, especially since they're creating this as the cult of the mandrel. She's, you know, Necra, although she's presented as a much more threatening villain in this issue, seems, you know, to be totally subservient to him. The only problem is then they just have her defeated because she gets a little neck pinch, which just doesn't seem right. Uh, but again, I think that's circumstances more than anything else. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say a B minus on the story. It could have been a lot better. I think they made them end it early. Uh, and overall, I'll give the book, I'll give the book a B. Hmm. Uh, go to page 10. <laughs> what? <laughs> just, just go with yes, me on this. I'm on page 10. Go to page 10, the one, two, one, two, fifth panel with the close up of, uh, Singe. Jakuna. Jakuna Matata. Get rid of his beard, his mustache. Who is he? Squint, I don't know. if you have to. I saw it after I looked at it for about a minute or so. Do you give up? You looked at it for a minute. It makes me scared. I'm not I'll, seeing it. James Colburn. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. That was now awesome. that you say it, I could see it. Yeah. I'm just looking at it going, eh, is there something, there's something familiar. And I just looked at him, looked at him, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it looks kind of like James Coburn. Now, that's pretty much the only time he looks like James Coburn. <laughs> okay, well, go to page 11. <laughs> the okay. middle, middle middle panel to the right. Yeah, che- it's Chekhov. <laughs> <laughs> Chubby Chekhov. <laughs> or should I say Walter Koenig? Yeah. I still don't know who Professor X looks like. You know, I, I'll tell you who he doesn't look like. Professor X. Yeah. He looks more like George the Animal Steel than he does Professor X. <laughs> One of the roll up with it, bite into a turnbuckle or something, spit it out into the crowd. Uh, so the cover. Um, yeah, it's colored wrong, but it's still a pretty good front cover. I like the the sleeping cats at the bottom. The mandrel statue looks pretty cool in the the background. I'm going to give it a B plus, I think. And I'm going to interrupt your oh. your story, your your review just to say, uh, if you look all the way to the left on Necra's cape, John Romita signed it. Yeah. And he didn't sign everything, so I'm thinking he that that he maybe really he signed this. the things that of his of his own that he was more proud of. Hmm. Just a thought. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's that's my maybe. thought. Uh, interior art. Uh, there's a little bit of Coletta-isms at some points, but then we... Coletta-ization. You know, yeah, coletta Um. Mm, mm, yeah, but then the whole, uh, the big statue scene and the dancing and the prancing. Uh... 
In the frosty air. What a find. <laughs> oh, the weather outside is frightful, but Necra is quite delightful. Let your hate flow, let it flow, let it flow. Um, see, now you're getting me off track. Stay on target. Um, I'm going to give it a B on the art and the story. I don't really think there's as much filler, but unless you call the big, the wild rompus with the cats in the sky uh, as filler, get into the shield aircraft carrier or any aircraft carrier. Um, I think I'm only going to give the story a, a C plus again. So C plus B minus again. 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 I am Elma Fudd. I own a Elma J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion on a yacht. Again. <laughs> so And we have come it. to the end. That's it for our prequel to uh the Black Spectre storyline. It's like bonus right. content. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, these are the these are the DVD extras. I did a, uh, I did a what you call it, a, a search for Shanna and Anne Margaret to see if it said something about them being, you know, about her being the character model, and then it gives you like common, you know, searches involving that. And so one of the common searches is when did Anne Margaret die? Oh, Which prob- probably it's probably Scott probably sent that one because Andrew's <laughs> still alive. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess that'll do it for our episode tonight. Thanks for coming back again, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's like we never record together lately. <laughs> really? Ever. Well, so always fun to do so. So thanks for coming on with us. And actually, uh, this this was the end of our uh, run on this or at least on this particular run, and Bill joined us, so thank you for joining us, Bill. Oh, yeah. I. It's nice if I show up for my own show. Yeah, sometimes. Maybe. Yeah, I like to have you on it once in a while. Work permitting. But I said to hell with work. To hell, hell with you. you. <laughs> Come on, hey, kill me. Come on, I'm here. Work me. Come on. Give me money. You know what? It's sad that there's not a Conan the Barbarian podcast for the comics. So if anybody out there is on the on the fence and thinking about it, I say go for it. Well, you know, shout out to Professor Allen. I did it on Facebook. Uh, the Relatively Geeky did send me part one and two of the Marvel adaptation of Conan the Destroyer and a couple uh, books from Free Comic Book Day. So perhaps perhaps uh, Professor Allen should do a Conan podcast now. I'm, well, I'm very w- I'm very willing to give up his free time. <laughs> well, we did review a book with him and Emily, if I remember correctly, a long time ago, did we not? Oh yeah, yeah. Which he's been on many times. Emily's been on a couple of times. Mm-hmm. There were the days when he wanted he wanted desperately to be on. Still waiting for that car wash. <laughs> wash your car. Dried it with comics. I guess that's it. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email 
at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Well, I was going to say Kapla, but that's a different show. Never mind. to say good night. Good night, Pebbles. Goodbye. Come on, fellas, I need some help. Let's take it from the top. You want to find out just what you've done wrong. You're going to wake up in the morning, baby, I'll be gone. Each and every day in the week, can't eat for dinner and I can't sleep. I love you, but ain't going to be your fool. I love you, but I ain't gonna be your fool.